Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I am very excited to have you joining me. I'm actually taking a bit of a break from the podcast for the next few weeks as I settle in this awesome Bold Darling group together and also to really stockpile some brilliant new interviews and an episode, solo episodes for you from May onwards. So I'll be back live on the show, well, as live as you can be on a podcast (laughs) around mid-May. But what I have done to keep you company for the next few weeks is I am sharing by very kind permission of some of my brilliant buddies, sharing the episodes that I have appeared on their shows for the next few weeks. This week, I'm featuring an interview with the brilliant Alana Kozakowicz, who is an incredible kinesiologist and also a mentee of mine. Alana featured me on her podcast, which is called The Energy Shift. And again, absolutely loved our conversation. I love the passion that Alana has for her space. I love the curiosity that she has for her space. And every single time I talk to Alana, I learn something new. So I hope that you get your own nuggets out of my conversation with Alana as well. And thank you so much again, Alana, for for allowing me to share this conversation on this show. And I hope that you really enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, Lorraine, to the Energy Shift Podcast. How are you? I am good. Thank you for having me. This is strange to because uh, I've already interviewed you for my podcast, so we're we're swapping roles today. Yeah, we are indeed, and it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast oh, because you, you are definitely a mentor of mine. I've been following you probably since 2016. When did your first book come out? That long? Yeah, 16. Wow. Yeah. So. Not that I did a lot of your, um, I always wanted to do your courses and I never really got to, but I've read all of your books um, and been following your journey and you've been such an inspiration to me and, you know, I've been working with you for the past six months and it's been such an eye opener and um, I've, yeah, just, I just love working with you. So it's such an honour to have you on the show. Yay, I'm excited. Thank you. Before we get into who you are, where you've been, what you're doing now, um, I like to just start with a few sort of quick questions so the listeners t- can get to know you. So yeah, do you have it. a favourite crystal, colour, food or all three? I have, oh, my crystals here. I'm, citrine is my favourite. I've got my little yeah. citrine. citrine angel. And what was my next question? Colour? Colour, pink, pink jumper. I think I'm just like living, <laughs> living all my, my favourites right now. And what was my last one? Food. Food, oh, chocolate, easy, dark chocolate. Yeah. yeah. No no contest there. <laughs> and favourite soul place, so whether you can get there at the moment or not. Oh, Bali, Bali, Ubud and Bali, Yoga Barn. Yeah, happy place, soul place. Yeah, totally agree. And if you're in a funk, not feeling yourself overwhelmed or there's just a lot going on, what's something that helps to shift your energy and get you back to being you? Really good question. I think some time by myself. I generally find that I get to that low energy place when I've just been 
reacting to the requirements of everyone else around me, whether they're big people in my business or little people like our two kids. So yeah, I think just having having a bit of space, a bit of time to myself, even if it's just a walk or a nice hot shower with a nice magnesium spray and body lotion afterwards, that that really tends to give me a very quick energy energy shift for sure. Yeah, lovely. So tell us who's Lorraine, where's she been and what is she doing now? Oh, wow. <laughs> Like, how long have you got, Alana? So I'm obviously Irish. Anyone listening who may may have spotted that I haven't quite nailed my Aussie accent yet. So I've actually been in Australia. Oh, my God. It's going to be 13 years this month as we're recording, which is a bit crazy. It'll be 13 years in two weeks. And arrived here. My background was public relations and communication strategy and was in London for three years and arrived here with my English boyfriend at the time and pretty quickly realized pretty much as soon as we moved to the other side of the world together that uh, the relationship didn't have longevity. So we split up quite quickly after we got here. And I decided I was going to be single for for a couple of years. And I met my husband about four, four or five months later. So my plan, my plan didn't really materialize. So I met Wade and, and he was really instrumental for me because he was the first person that I'd really encountered that set goals and was really intentional and focused on his mindset and and really wanted to make something big happen in his life. And that was just eye-opening to me. That was a a massive paradigm shift. And through him, I started to get really interested in the whole personal development space. So I started to go on to seminars, started to learn about NLP, started to read some really, really incredible books, which again, opened my eyes even more to the potential that was out there. And uh, what? Three years after arriving in Australia, I started my first business. I started my first business in 2012, which was a social, it was a talent agency for social influencers, which was the first of its kind in Australia and built that for five and a half years. And then towards the end of that business, I had our first baby. So we had Lexi, who's now four and a half as we're recording this. Um, Also like 14 and a half, it seems most of the time (laughs) given the level of chewed that we get from Lexi and and yeah Lexi arriving really I guess invited me I, th- I think my business had been like the the, the the kind of north star of my life since I had pretty much started it five years before she was born and when Lexi arrived it really really made me it was actually almost frightening in a way because for the first time there was something that I was more interested in than my business <laughs> And it wasn't necessarily that I was interested in the business, but I wasn't as in love with influencer marketing as I had been for many, many years. So I made a really, really big call and decided to sell my business and set up business number two, which is coming up to four years that I've been doing this, which is writing my books, doing my mentoring, speaking, running online programs, masterminds, retreats, and so on. So pretty much just get to do brand Lorraine full time now, which, which I love. So yes, and then as part of this new business then, I've just published my fourth book and yeah, I run, I run masterminds. I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring and yeah, I I guess my big challenge in my business right now is to really streamline and just focus on a couple of things that I absolutely adore doing and, and put all my energy behind those, which is this year's plan. Yeah. Well, because last year you also had a second child. (laughs) I also, I forgot about the other baby. (laughs) So we had Wilder as we're recording this, Wilder is seven and a half months old. He's having his nap upstairs. His nanny is here in the house with him at the moment. Yeah, sorry. God, that was a pretty big piece. Thank you. Yeah, well, I just... Forgot the second child. Yeah, but yeah, I know it was, you know, last year you took a chunk of time off, which Mm. you really enjoyed, which was a little bit different than the first. 
yeah sort of sorry a lot more spaciousness around Wilder's birth and I think also because he was a lockdown baby he was born on a Friday morning he was born at home and we went into lockdown the next day so he kind of didn't go anywhere <laughs> four months per child was just at home so you so yeah yeah it was, it was a very different experience second time around I think yeah and it's interesting like I love watching your journey because I feel like your books have followed that mm. journey <laughs> yeah they're like my journal <laughs> Because um, it's going from um, remarkably organised. That was your first one, wasn't it? Uh, remarkability, which is building the first business. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then remarkably organised. Yeah, and then baby remarkable. Baby, which is yeah, about adjusting to life with a business baby and a real baby, and then the last then, one just step into you. Yeah, it's so true. Actually, yeah. you step it through like that. Yeah, like I feel like, and I like. I mean, obviously, because I've watched. I feel like you've grown so, like, mm. as in, like, you were so masculine in energy. Yeah, when I first yeah, met yeah, you. yeah. Like, go get her. Like, you know, nothing would stop you. Very goal oriented. Yeah, so true. Now, you know, your fourth book, I feel like, is really that more feminine side of yeah, of you so and right. like all the lessons and learnings that you've learned along both of your businesses. Mm. You know, coming to a place now of really helping and supporting women go from you know that sort of real masculine and to mm. stepping into you know you can do what you can have a balance and you can have what you want it you just might have to tweak things. Mm. yeah that's exactly it and maybe change the order of things as well yeah um mm. because I know like in your step into your book you talk a lot about um energy management mm. yeah um and so how has that become a big piece of your life and the work with your clients now do you think Oh, it's huge. In a way, I almost wonder how I mentored without focusing on the energy management piece because it's so big. And I think like it's it's interesting that you've read all the books. Thank you. And you've, you kind of track the, the the progress through them. So I think Get Remarkably Organized is it's, it's an awesome book. I think it's like my, oh, I would struggle to choose. Maybe it's my second favorite. I think I have to step into you. And, and we get remarkably organized. It's all about, you know, finding more time, being more efficient, being more productive. And I fully subscribe to that. And I still practice pretty much all of the principles that I talk about in that book today, many, many years later after writing it. However, I think the piece that the, the, the missing piece that I think step into you starts to complement get remarkably organized with is that whole idea of, and, and something I'm learning more and more about is that we, it's not as helpful to focus on time management and trying to find mm. more time. It's more about trying to find more energy because when we show up with more energy, immediately we're more productive. There's more flow. It's more enjoyable. The The results of whatever we're doing or creating and making happen are, are better. So I, I feel like that energy management piece is it's honestly, it's front and center to, to the work that I'm doing now, whether that's with entrepreneurs or professionals or, you know, even walking with a friend who's feeling a bit flat and just helping her like think about some ways that might um, unlock some more energy for her. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, even with my own clients, like if you're doing things or sort of structuring life around focusing on energy management, you're wanting to raise that vibration constantly. Mm. And that's what brings in, you know, that spark or, you know, attracting whatever it is that you're desiring because yeah. you're, frequency you, you're yeah going around yeah, vibrations life, increased yeah vibrations for sure increased. yeah so, and it's such um, a good point Alana because it, just as a moment in time as you and I are talking last year I made a couple of really big decisions in my business to to retire a couple of revenue streams in my business 
in order to focus on mentoring and this the big thing that's launching next month as a recording. And no, I'm so excited. I know I'm so excited. I just want <laughs> it's like you know, you just eagerly waiting your baby to be born. I'm like, come on, just come, just come now. But I I have, I have a lot of work to do before it's there, which is why, why this week is so full on getting ready for it. But I'm launching this big thing. I'm I'm focusing on my one-on-one mentoring and, and one-on-one mentoring part of that is the mastermind that I run, which I've been running for the last six months. And that's it. And that has transformed my business. Like the amount of money that's coming into my account and staying in my account because I'm not spending money on you know, four or five other revenue streams. It's insane. The profitability is like hockey stick. And, but also I was just thinking about this last week, like in my personal, like, I feel like there's just more space for other things. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I am crap at sending birthday presents to my family at home in Ireland, like crap at it. And, and Christmas day, I was crap. And, and I know that's a harsh word, but it's true. And, and this year I've like, I've sent my niece her present, like three weeks before her birthday, my mom's present will be delivered to my sister because she's wrapping it and giving to my mom. The birthday card sent, I sent a Valentine's Day to my card from my dad, which I haven't done for years. Like there's just, everything's flowing better because I've created that spaciousness in my business. And, you know, it works vice versa. We create more spaciousness in our home life and then business or career starts to, to have more spaciousness. So for me, I could say that's about profitability or it's about time management, but for me, it's actually about energy management. I've mm-hmm. I've unlocked more energy to focus on the really, um, I get the biggest priorities in my business, and that's helped me do the very same at home. There's almost like a mirror a mirror thing going on. Well, because if you have, you know, you're focusing on less, you're really just really driving in on that one thing. It means you mm. have space mm. for these things that will raise your vibration, like you sending a card or a gift on time makes you feel amazing amazing I'm so excited for my dad to get his valentine's card you know it's just yeah it's 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 so I I I knew that I would create more space in the business I didn't necessarily think that it would create more space and more energy in my personal life as well that's been a almost like a yeah everything I mean you would know too everything is a mirror so Mm. you know like and usually when one facet of life shifts it shifts almost organically everywhere yeah, so yeah. You have you read pre- that story about the um the wolves in y- yosetomy national park or yellowstone national park no it's such a cool story i'll have to send it to you so i'm going to absolutely bastardize it properly probably and um, so it's this whole thing of um there's this national park where wolves have been extinct for like 150 years in the u.s in california and they so yeah, they just have no wolves. Okay. So then they, they reintroduce some wolves, like just a couple of small packs of wolves back into this national park. And, and the wolves actually changed. I've got goosebumps. I just love the story so much. The, what actually happened is that the wolves kept down the, the like the pet, like the, the, the deer population. They kept, I think it was deers and rabbits they kept down, which meant that the vegetation in the national parks wasn't as trampled on which meant that the the vegetation was able to, this is so bad geographical. My sister's a geography teacher. She'd probably be dying with what I'm, how I'm describing this. So then what happens, because there was more vegetation by the banks of the rivers in the national park, there was less um, sand was washed away, if that makes sense. So the riverbanks yep. actually had more integrity. And then the the riverbanks, because the, the vegetation continued to grow and flourish and, and held onto sediment and, and sand yep. and earth better, that what actually happened, like over the course of a few years, is the reintroduction of these wolves had all these knock-on effects to the point that the rivers actually flowed differently. It changed the direction of the rivers. 
And I just love that story because it just says so much to if we just make small, one small change has this ripple effect or domino effect, 10 10 dominoes down the track, but we don't know when we're making a change what that effect will be further down the track. Like, wow, I just think that's amazing. And I suppose that's kind of the, in a sense, the foundation of your book is it's like if you start to step into or start doing some of the things that do assist with your energy management or be feeling more organised or you're setting a few more intentions and goals and you've never done it before, there will be a flow on effect. Mm. But it's having the faith that that flow on effect is happening. You know, it may feel like not much is changing on the surface because I made those decisions in, what, late November from my business. So December, technically, the decisions are already in play. January, they're already in play. But it's only been this month in February as we're recording that I've gone, whoa, like that's really been a way bigger shift life. than I expected. And I've just changed accountants and she was, she's been doing like a deep dive into my books. And she said, yeah, something obviously shifted in your business in December. I'm like, what? You can see. <laughs> it's really amazing. And I know we're talking a lot about business, but I think what we're talking about translates so beautifully to well, it, every area of life. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't matter where it's a business or, you know, even if you make changes or set boundaries in your work life or, you know, with your boss or whatever it might mm. be, it, it will have a flow on effect mm. because you're allowing yourself more space for whatever it might be in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so your book, how did it come about? Like, is it a combination of, well, I feel like it is. I feel like it's a combination of everything you've learnt or you've sort of picked mm. up over the last four years. It's that, it's that for sure. And to be honest, like when I originally pitched Remarkability, my first book to my my publishers, Hachette Australia, I always saw those three books. Like even though I didn't have a baby yet, I knew that the yeah. first one was going to be Remarkability, second one was going to be Organization, third one was going to be Having a Business and a Baby. Like it was, it was almost like a trilogy that no one else knew was a trilogy yet. And, and when Baby Remarkable was published in 2019, I kind of went, oh, okay, I don't really know what the next one, I know I want to publish at least 10 books, but I didn't know what the next one was going to be. And then I went through my own um, real low point in 2000 and kind of 2018, 2019. I'd sold a business. I had a massive financial shock. Uh, we had an attempted tree change up to Queensland. So we reversed that after four months, which is just so disruptive um, to, to everything and exhausting Mentally. and expensive, oh, you know, the yeah, whole thing. Was just messy, and then my health. I felt like I was really. I'm physically very robust, but I felt like I was just a bit, a bit delicate. <laughs> they have a delicate flower coming in 2019, and myself and my husband's relationship wasn't in a great place, and everything was just quite hard. And we actually got pregnant unexpectedly, and um, so very happy news, but but not expected because I didn't necessarily want to get pregnant when I was feeling less the than felt. powerful. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up having, uh, we had a mis- miscarriage. So we found out at 11 and a half weeks pregnant that our baby didn't have a heartbeat anymore. And that was horrific. Anyone who's been through anything like that can, can vouch for the fact that it's absolutely horrific and, and recovered from that, physically recovered. And then we actually got pregnant again very, very quickly again. And then we also lost that baby. So that for me was the, that was the rock bottom in 2019. And I needed to get for the first time in my life, I had to get really, really intentional about my own wellness. So like emotional, spiritual, mental wellness. Um, I went on antidepressants for four months to get myself almost like a, a crutch to, to, to get well from. I have a lot of clients that quite often do that. They yeah, just, I'm so glad I did it. They just need something to just 
help them pull them out while they yeah. do all the other things. Yeah. And it's like yeah, one it of my works. aunts described she because I I felt like, you know, I shouldn't, you know, I, not guilt, but almost like like am I am I failing by just taking medication and trying to make this all go away? No. And one of my aunts said it, she, she's very pragmatic. She's like, look, Lorraine, if you had a broken leg, you'd get a crotch. It's just a crotch. Absolutely. I was like, you're so right, Eileen. <laughs> so I did that totally. for four months. And then then really coming into the start of 2020, it was like, okay, Lorraine, like this is, you've gotten yourself back onto something of an even keel. It's like, how do you rebuild from here? And I was doing a lot of work with a psychologist called Fiona. And she said to me one day, very early on in our work together, she said, Lorraine, you need a soft place to land. And what she meant by that was just everything in my life was hard and I needed to create a soft place to land for myself. And and of course, for everyone in my life as well. And, and that's what I said about doing. So I think step into you is like journey, everything that I have then shared with my mentees and and my community members um, as a result of that. So it's kind of a blend of a few different things. Yeah. It's, um, and you kind of started because you had a step into you program, didn't you? Yeah, it started as a program. So once I came out of my own Anna's horribilis after after everything that happened, and and I realized, God, there's so many women in my community who also need a soft place to land. And I created a six week step into you program, which went incredibly well. And based on the feedback and the uptake from that, and uh, I said, okay, I think this is this is a, there's a book in this. And I pitched it to his shed and, and happily they agreed. And, and yeah, the book's here. Yeah. So apart from the energy management part of the book, because obviously that is a hero for you, yes. is there any other chapters that you have found to be quite, or people have said to you, I love that sort of chapter mm. or that part of the book? I think the overwhelm piece has been really big. So the very, just to, to explain to your listeners, the structure of the book. So the very first part is what I call truth bombs. And that's seven negative or limiting beliefs that I find are very, very common with women. So I I, I unpack them and, and deliver at the end like a kind of a punchy truth bomb. And, and I guess it's about just clearing the mental clutter, the emotional clutter that maybe if a reader is holding on to those beliefs, what, what that might be representing to them. And then the next section of the book, um, part one of the book is all about unlocking your energy. And that starts with getting out of overwhelm. So I've got an entire chapter on on helping readers step out get get out of that horrible rot overwhelm everything's too difficult challenging overwhelming so and and that's a very very practical chapter um i talk in that i call it my my worry list where i've got like 10 headings and when i'm having those nights it doesn't happen a lot but when it does i like having a tool it might be 2 30 in the morning and i'm just awake and all i can think about is everything that i'm worried about or you know the what ifs and and as you know um it just any thinking that you're doing on your own in bed at night when everyone else is asleep, it's it's generally not quality. No, it's <laughs> thinking it's, that serves you. You're never generally awake at that time of the no. morning thinking, I can't, oh, oh my God, you know, I can't wait for my program to come out yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. It's yeah. usually all the oh, what if like no one signs up? Or, you know, what if, you know, like Yeah, or damn it, I forgot to send that thing to my VA and and so yeah. on. Um and I think, I don't know if you've heard this before, but Liz Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic and lots of amazing books. She said, uh, she did an Instagram post a while ago and she talked about a horizontal thinking and the dangers of horizontal thinking. And she said that back when she was depressed before she went on her whole Eat, Pray, Love adventure, whenever she found herself horizontal thinking, i.e. lying in bed worrying, 
and she would just get vertical she said immediately just by being vertical her thinking shifted I was like that's so true so when I'm doing my yeah because when you are flat on your back yeah your body is all one level yeah 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 that's so true yeah you get up right it's like you're clearing whatever is yeah that's exactly it yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah I'll get up and I'll do a worry list and that's something I stepped through in the book like the 10 headings and how to approach it and just how to rather than looking at this worry list going I've got to deal with every single thing on this list it's more about just picking one or two things that are really going to make a big difference and then then what that does is it starts to turn the tide it starts to raise your vibration it yep. starts to put you more into cause mode rather than sitting on the effective end of everything and just starts to, to yeah, ease you slowly out of overwhelm. So I'm excited about that chapter because I really see overwhelm as being one of the biggest issues that women have in yeah, our society now. What would be your top three, do you think, that women quite often, whether it's a mentor or a mentee, sorry, a mentee comes to you, like what are those sort of three top The biggest blocks, overwhelm. Yeah. yeah. And then a sense of, which is, it's distinct to overwhelm, a lack of purpose or yeah. I'm at a crossroads and I don't know where I'm going. That's a really, really big one. And and then a third one is I've I've gotten life to this point, whether it's business or career or personal life. And I know there's something more, but I just can't see what that is yet. So that they'd be the three. Yeah. But the commonality to all three of those is just lack of clarity. Like I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. I don't know how to get out of it. Like I don't have clarity on how to get out of it. Um, I have a lack of purpose. I I need clarity on that. Or yeah, need. I know there's something more for me, but I don't know what. It's it's that clarity piece. I think people. Just sounds like that chapter. I have read it. I have read your book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From memory, I think that chapter kind of goes on that clarity path mm. a little bit with the sort of the tools that you give. Yeah, yeah. Because once you know what you're dealing with, you can deal with it. It's when you've got all those floaty thoughts bubbling around in your mind twenty four seven that that's what's that's what's the crazy making thing. Yeah, I use a tool called Worry Box or Worry Jar. Um, and it actually works really good with kids yes. as well. So it's like you put it into whatever it is that you're worried about, put it in the morning or the evening, whatever it is, and then the next day go back and read the list or pull it out of the jar or whatever it is. Is it something you really need to be worried about? Yeah, that's so good. It's not. Yeah. I used to have worry people. I wasn't I, not as a kid, but I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, I'd love to get some for, for Lexi. That this is tiny little um, like embroidered worry people. It's it's some. Um, it's like some kind of South American tradition or something like that. I got them in a store in Ireland when I lived in Ireland. And yeah, I just love that idea of like telling these little people your worries and then putting them into a little box and, and letting them deal with it. So it's an element, it's a way of surrendering, I guess. Yeah. So obviously we got to the second chapter. What's after that in your book? Um, God, goal setting. So once once we clear the overwhelm, yeah. then we focus on energy management and how we can really yeah. optimize our energy. And then it's into, okay, let's, I talk about purpose first and then we dive into goal setting. So it's about, once the decks have been cleared and we're, we're setting ourselves up for success, then it's about, okay, what are we going to go and create? Yeah, so I go through, that's quite a technical chapter. Like I really step through in detail the, the goal setting process that I work with myself and that I teach mentees. And um, because, yeah, I just realized I haven't actually talked about goal setting in any of my books so far. And it's such a big part of what I do. Yeah. Well, well, because that's really what like you are big on setting intention, um, mm. very similar with the work that I do, but yes, as you said, your first three books, as you were explaining today, is a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And let's see what and this, this new almost, trilogy will be. Yeah, well, this is almost like that new chapter that really sort of sums up this new business that you've mm, created. So, which, yeah, is really exciting. So, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm so excited to see where 
you had. Yeah, me um, too. Thank you. In, in this next uh, journey, because you know, I started working with you because I was start. I needed that clarity, and I was getting mm. that overwhelm around. Well, I'm going to start looking about starting a family. How am I going to do this juggle of? Yeah, yeah. My life is literally my baby is my business. And it's all consuming, you know. And mm. I think people who have got a career would say that as well. They've got a, they've reached a certain level in their career, maybe a certain level of seniority, where it just it just feels like it's all consuming, and we can't ever see what could be on the other side of that. Yeah, and you know, like I can definitely be a testament. Lorraine actually has a new um, group mentoring program coming up. Mm. It's definitely worth uh, you, working with this woman because Thank you. she definitely gives you. You just ask tough questions at times, but you just give that beautiful softness and clarity that sometimes you just need when you do mm. run a business, and especially if you run a business on your own, which I do. Yeah, yeah, it can be really lonely. So, but you don't just work with women in business, do you? No, I, I starting I, to, but haven't. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I have worked with men before, which is lovely. Like it's great, but I, I feel like I come into my own with women. So, but yeah, most I'd say probably 70 80% of the women that I work with would be like entrepreneurs or business owners. And then the other 20 to 30% would be generally like professionals who are seeking to probably make it not a tree change, but like a, a change, Transition. change of direction. So, I know, for example, I worked with Alexis last year who was very, very senior in marketing, had a really, really, you know, we talk about all-consuming careers. Hers was one of them. And and she had wanted to be a, an interior designer for 20 years. And we, we actually plotted her her exit of marketing and, and her entry into interior design. And she's so happy now. It's so good to hear. It's so good to see. And, and that's, that's an example of someone who just wanted to connect in with their purpose and, and realize it, I guess. Yeah. So at the moment, as we're starting to wrap up, what would you say are your sort of top non-negotiable sort of rituals or self-care oh. that you've, you're doing? Oh, there's a couple. Um, so reading, I really, um, I adore reading and I've read a lot, but this year I want to read one print book and one audio book a week. So, Whoa, that's huge. Yeah, it, I've done it for two weeks. I, I did it for two weeks. Then the last week... Um, the book, um, the actual physical book I'm reading is actually very long. So I'm like, shit, this isn't going <laughs> to, got to schedule, but I, I will make up the time. But that's been really good. Like, I know it sounds like very masculine, but it's actually just a way of me. It's something that really fills me up as reading. Um, so that's been really good. And then another one is walking with friends. So and um, I've really made a commitment this year to be a better friend. I feel like last year I had a couple of hall passes between having a new baby and lockdown and all of the things. And, and I'm really, um, one of my non-negotiables is to be a better friend this year. So I've got a, a standing walk in with two of them. So each week we go for, like last night, I walked with Leela. We walked for about an hour and a half and just, you know, write the world together for an hour and a half on our walk after our babies are in bed. And and then another non-negotiable is exercise. So I'm in that point where now we're like, Wilder is seven and a half months old and I've committed to PT, which, I mean, I am not a cardio hit person at all and and I'm much prefer like doing yoga pilates bar and walking but I just realized I just really want to shift things up physically and I'm loving it like just feeling oh. my strength grow and yeah my PT like kicks my ass which I just think is so fun and yeah I'm I'm actually it's surprising I'm really really enjoying it so that's been another one as well yeah and I think sometimes when you're used to um you know I know when I hit rock bottom and I 
did do all the yoga and the Pilates and stuff. Mm. But then I started dancing and doing some boxing. It's like cool. You do need that balance. Yeah, still. like it's very energizing. You just listen to your body, but you don't overdo it. But you do need both. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it, and I just feel because I exercise in the morning and just that that high that you have for the whole day. It's just it's brilliant. And you know what else I've realized as well? Like Wilder went through. Uh, like a couple of sleep regressions so and he was teething so I was just getting shocking sleep and I would rock up for PT going oh I'm just going to be crap this morning but it's just amazing like I, I've had some of my best sessions when I haven't had much sleep and it's almost then the the physical exertion and, and energi- energizing nature of the exercise gives you that massive energy boost for the whole day like I never believed people when they said that but I, I, I subscribe <laughs> well it's like athletes you know you know my friends used to they'd have a really big night and then they'd go and play sport or footy or whatever it is and they'd have the best game yes and I think it's because it's like that adrenaline really kicks it's like yeah they have it has to kick in Mm. if you're not feeling tired you just go you know you go about doing your thing but when you don't have it it's like yeah that's very true it's that intention oh shit I've got to at my game today So, um, yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show, talking about your new book and where you're headed and what you're up to at the moment. I can't wait. I'm always excited and interested in following your journey. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really, um, really, really excited for everything coming up. And thank you for being such a brilliant part of it for the last year or so. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. How can listeners, before we go, find out about you and what's coming up? Uh, Instagram, best bet. So I'm at Lorraine Remarks. And then I also send a weekly email called a Monday Mentor, which is helpful little snippets, hopefully, from like my mentoring adventures and what helped a mentee. I'll just pass that on in my Monday Mentor. And so, yeah, email, website. I'm sure you'll pop links in show notes as well. So, yeah, Insta is my, my, my regular haunt. And she also has a brilliant podcast, which I oh, listen yeah, to sugar, every week. Thank you. There's also the podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, podcast comes out every Friday. Thank you, Alana. So it's the Lorraine Murphy show, so go and check that out. Yeah, you well, start. Thank you. Such a pleasure talking to you. And her book is amazing. All of them are. Go and check them out, whether it's an audio book or a physical book. Most of them are audio. Uh, two out of two out of four are so step yep. into you is we did that straight away as, as part of the, the the whole book launch and get remarkably organized we only did like two years after it was published and now the audiobook has sold more copies in two years in a year sorry than the other the, the actual print book has sold in three years it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah I think that's the way of the futures is audiobooks we're really seeing well that. because you can do it doing whatever you want to do exactly. so, yeah that's yeah. it Well, thank you so much and, um, yeah, have a beautiful launch. Thank you so much. There you have it, my conversation with Alana Kozakowicz, which originally featured on her podcast, The Energy Shift. Please do go check out Alana's podcast, check out her work, check out her beautiful Oracle cards, which I use every morning as part of my Miracle Morning. And I'll pop all the links to her website and her social media links in the show notes. So thank you so much again for joining this week's episode. And I'm looking forward to bringing you another conversation next week. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics. 
for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.